Amen. Amen. How was that on today? Glory to God. Man, we thank God for technology. We thank God because we're going to be going forward in him on today. Uh, Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you live from yes and amen. We thank God for his mercy and his grace. We thank God for his word on today. We thank him because David inquired of the Lord and we ought to be inquiring of the Lord. Glory to God, because his word shall never return unto him void. And so on today, we, we want to share a little bit about David, a little bit about his words. Uh, <coughs> in First Samuel uh, chapter 23, and there's another instance in relationship to Ziglag, um, where he inquired of the Lord. And we're going to go through with that. And at least nine instances he inquired, David inquired of the Lord. And so let's pray really quick. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that the activation of your word into our spirit, man, and, and into our spirit, man, into our heart. And then we, we, we operate, <coughs> excuse me, we operate on the earth. Uh, relative your word, your word, relative to your Holy Ghost, your Holy Spirit, and relative to what you have to say to us, Father God, and we absorb your word by your spirit. And we thank you for today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Pastor Derek, you're here on today. And so David inquired of the Lord at least nine times. And we can see in scripture, I'm just want to talk in want to be talking with you right now. We can see in scripture where David understood how to get a prayer through. Have you ever been in a situation where it seems like all that you've tried to do and every situational awareness thing that you were aware of, you were a hundred percent in, but it seems like there's some haters out there hating on you. Amen. And, and, and David discovered that there were some haters out there on him, even though he had killed Goliath and even though he was a servant helping out Saul and playing his harp, amen, Saul quickly discovered that the anointing of God had left him and he could see the anointing flow on David. Have you ever had to deal with a situation where the anointing fell upon you and other people saw it and they were haters. And in this case, David had um, a mission, glory to God. He had a moment where he was at war and he was at war with the, with the uh, Philistines and Saul. So he was at war internally within his own tribe of people and then externally with other nations. And I'm here to share with you on today that you need to inquire of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. He, glory to God, reached out and he, he had to get some answers from God. If you've ever been in a situation where you had to inquire of the Lord, you had to go in. 
and you had to get to that secret place, to that mercy seat, to that place of grace. Well, David had to, and he had to do it several times. David understood about prayer. He understood about the character of who God was. He understood about situational awareness of people that wanted to get at him like David uh, knew Saul wanted to get him. But David understood the anointing and he never once approached Saul from a, 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 a position of disrespect. He never went after Saul to kill him. Matter of fact, he honored Saul. But Saul, in the discovery of David, realized that David was the anointed chosen king. And so obedience is better than sacrifice. And David understood that. Saul did not. Saul was more concerned about people and about external influences rather than the influence and the approval of God. In an instance, when Saul was up on the rooftop sacrificing when he should have been killing everything and the prophets asked him, he said, man, what are you doing? And he said, man, I was troubled and concerned about the people. So I, I didn't know what to do, so I went to sacrifice it. And the prophet told him, man, be obedience is better than the sacrifice that you're doing. Your obedience to God. And so Saul missed that. And even when Saul and David were coming back and he said Saul slew uh, 5,000, but David slew 10,000. Amen. They said these things and Saul got jealous. He got threatened. And so I'm here to tell you not to be threatened by what other people can do. God has called you. God has ordained you for a instance of purpose and one of power. He has called you in the place where he has appointed you specifically with gifts and areas of gifting that you can impact your environment. And David understood that as a shepherd boy. He understood that sheep stink, they stung. Not only that, but sheep, when they eat grass, they pull the grass up from the root and they chew on it. They, are, they will devastate the land so that no one else can chew on it. Uh, the grass, right? Cows, they'll, they'll graze it and, and, and chew on it, but they won't pull it up from the root and eat it. And so David understood the character of being a leader and, and having people up under him <clears throat> because at every minute, those lambs needed supervision from every situation, from every circumstance of danger. And so now we have a shepherd boy and he is in a position where when he slew Goliath, he understood the anointing of God, glory to God. And, and so David <clears throat> understood that the Lord is my shepherd. He understood that being on the back 40 of protecting the sheep, glory to God, and from the bear and from the 
lying and, and killing them. And so Saul understood none of these things. Saul only understood that he was a tall, good-looking fellow, and he had become king through a popularity contest. Hallelujah. God told, I believe it was Abram, Abraham, he said, if you obey and serve me, if you obey me, I will make your name great. But Saul was concerned about making his own name great. Well, when you're up under the authority and you're up under the command structure of who God is, hallelujah, you just need worry about being obedient to the God of your salvation. You just make room for the things of God and he will make your name great. And David understood that. He understood when Goliath came against him, who is this filthy Philistine talking about the anointing of God and coming against the anointing of God. And so on today, we want to share about David and how David inquired. And at this time, David was running for his life externally and internally. And when I say externally, I mean from the, the, the Philistines and then internally from his own king. And so you're in a position where you should be itching and then you scratching and you're scratching when you should be itching. You're facing two areas of battlefront in infiltration and God wants to handle the things for you. And David understood about God. He understood about the order and the echelon even Saul had done a thing where he had the majority of the priests and the chief priests killed. And so David had to assume in a circumstance and more than two or about two times, he had to go and get Abi Atha and the ephod and he had to assume the role of chief priest or assume the role of priest at this moment in time in your life, you need to understand that the intermediary is Jesus and you might have to go before God and lay prostrate before him and lay out before him and render unto him as a chief priest. David understood that. Saul did not. And so David is running for his life and he's in pursuit and he's Glory to God, not only in pursuit of the enemy, but he's got to watch his six because Saul knows that he's anointed. Have you ever known that when you're anointed and a person don't like you or they're after you, and so they are in a position of anointing, you must uh, pursue the things of God. And so David pursued the things of God. And let's take a look at this here in 1 Samuel 23. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. David understood that, glory to God, the, the 23rd Psalm, glory. And so here, 1 Samuel 23 and 1, it says, then they told David saying, behold, the Philistines are fighting against Kelal, 
and are plundering, robbing the thrashing floors of the grain. Kalal had been overtaken by the Philistines, and it was David's job partly to fight the enemy. And at this time, he had about 400 men that were under his command and, and that followed him. And so here, David is looking at a mission opportunity to throw out the Philistines and, and to go engage the enemy. And so David inquired of the Lord. The thing I like about David was he didn't form a committee meeting. He didn't call in his chief council of men or his inner court. He went and he inquired of the Lord. He went to find out from the God who made him, the one who made the heavens and the earth. He didn't look to his right or to his left or from his left to his right. He looked to the hills from which cometh his help. And so he began to inquire of the Lord. And he began to ask the Lord saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? Saul didn't ask God nothing. Saul was concerned about people. David was concerned about pleasing God. And so God spoke and God said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Kilal. And so David heard the command of the Lord God. And whenever God tells you something, he's already fought your battle. Whatever he tells you, he's already set you up in a place for success. And David knew this too many times to even think about and to understand. But David's men said to him, listen, we are afraid here in Judea. How much more than if we go to Kilal against the battle lines of the Philistines. In a leadership position, you will always have to deal with folks that are afraid and that doubt the word of God or doubt the vision that's been before you, that's been cast by God. And so what did David did second time? Da then David inquired of the Lord again. He went to the Lord again and the Lord answered him, arise, go down to Kelal, for I will hand over the Philistines to you. First, he told him, he, David inquired of the Lord. God said, go. Go and shake them down. Go and exercise that God-given authority against the enemy to drive them out. His men were afraid. But David 
as a leader inquired of the Lord again. And so David and his men went to Kilal and fought the Philistines. He drove them out. He drove them, he drove away their cattle and stuck them with a great, and struck them with a great slaughter. And so David rescued the inhabitants of King Lal. And so he beat them, he beat the brakes off of them. When you obey and serve God, you're going to eat the fat of the land. He has set before you the things of the world and the things that are heavenly. If he would have listened to his men and not inquired of the Lord again, no telling where they would be. You must inquire of the Lord. In certain cases, doesn't matter what the populace is saying. You need to understand that God has created you with purpose. He has created you with a plan for excellence to succeed in every instance where there's conflict internally with family and externally. Ah, glory to God. The attack is nothing more than the enemy trying to keep you from the destiny that God has arrived for you. He just needs you to take possession of the promised land. He needs you to go in and drive the enemy out and occupy the promise that he has already told you. We see here in verse five that David beat the brakes off of the Philistines. It says, exceedingly, he struck them. He struck them with a great slaughter. And so now they are occupying the in the land with Kilal, the, the, the people there. And so when Abi Arthur, all right, here's where the ephod is going to come in. Here's where the role, he's already inquired of God from the position of inquiring. And now he going to have to go into a deeper prayer with God, into the holies of holies. Glory to God. How many of you know you, the, the word says, and what Paul says, to lay aside every weight and everything that so easily besets you. Amen. To proceed toward the mark for the prize. Not only that, but you need to go into that quiet place, into that secret place, to hear from God. So we see here the, the, the warrior and the soon-to-be king over Judea and Israel inquires of Abi Arthur, the son of Ahimelech, hallelujah, fled to David at Kilau. Glory to God. He came down with an ephod in his hand. And so he fled to David because my man saw he was looking for all the priests to kill him off and to get rid of him. But David understood 
the command authority and his obedience to God and, and what God could do. Glory to God. And so now in seven, it says, now when Saul was informed that David had come to Kilal, Saul said, he said, God's hand has handed him over to me. It, man, in the church or in other places, man, uh, in, in this instance, David was serving the king. David wanted to be of service to the king, and the king wasn't accepting it. There's division within the camp. And, and I mean, Saul wasn't accepting it. Saul wasn't accepting it because he felt threatened because he knew that the anointed mantle was passing by his household. He knew that Jonathan wasn't going to be king and had the rest of his bloodline. And he knew that after he was going to be king, that his bloodline would never rule from the aspect of, of kingship over the people of God. And so he's here setting up a trap. He's trying. How many of you know that when you're in the hands of God and, and, and there's traps that's going to be set for you, but you've got to inquire of the Lord. You've got to go in and, and assume the priestly role and go in and ask of God glory to the name of God in the scripture here. And Saul is thinking, he said, man, God is, God's giving me this cat. We about to roll up on him. Glory to God and, 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 and beat his brakes off. Right? Believers one to another about the things of God. But Saul was concerned about people and not pleasing God. But David, a man after God's own heart. And so God has handed him over to me, Saul says. He said, man, we about to, this is my opportunity to take him out. For he shut himself in by entering a city that has double gates and bars. He said, man, it's doubled up. And, and David's going to be stuck like Chuck. And we're going to get him. But whenever the enemy tries to come in like a flood, you can set the standard of God before him and, and put the brakes on him and draw him back and hold him at attention and tell him to go back. And so Saul summoned all the people, his soldiers, y'all, for war to go down to Kilal to besiege David and his men. Now, when you tied into God and you tied into the things of God, he will reveal to you things that's coming up and things that are of danger. And so here we have David. Abiathar is there. He's got the ephod. He done took the city back and beat the brakes off the Philistines. You have prayed up, you have prayed out, and God has handed you a victory. 
but the enemy is still trying to press you. The enemy is still trying to take that first press of the olive oil. He's trying to take that first joy from you. Well, when that happens, it's the mode of deeper prayers. It's the mode of deeper pushing into the things of God. And so we see here, right here, David in 9, it says, but David knew that Saul was plotting evil against him. And he said to Abiathar, the priest, he said, bring the ephod here. The ephod is a representation of the cover of Israel. Hallelujah. The ephod is a representation of all of the 12 tribes of Judah. It is a reputation of and a representation of, and, and it's one tribe of Judah, y'all, and also the, the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm, I'm excited, y'all. I mean, I, I wanted to make that clear because I heard myself. And so David goes into the holies of holies right there. Glory to God. And when I say the holies of holies, it's not where the ark is at at this moment. And, and he's going in before the Lord. He's going in to inquire of God. How many of you know sometimes you just got to press your way, and this is the third time, into the things of God and move into them and get persistent and consistent about your prayer life and assume the role of chief cover and chief priest of your house, men. Glory to God. And, and of your dominion and authority, those areas. And so David knew. He discerned it that Saul was going to be after him. And so then David knew that there was a plot against him. And he said to Abiathar, bring it here. It's time to get those knees and go deeper into the things of God. Then 10 says, then David said, oh, Lord, the God of Israel, your servant, glory to God. He identified God as the God of Israel. And he said, I'm your servant. I'm serving you out of my heart. Got to get a prayer through. Got to get the attention of God. Your servant has heard for certain that Saul intends to come to Kilau to destroy the city on my account. He's coming to kill innocents on my account. And I put through 10, but we're going to have to share a little bit more of this right here. And so it says, will the men of, of Kilau hand me over? So he already know he's feeling it. It's some haters in Kilau. I have saved them from the Philistine, but I feel like there's something going on. There's something quite not right. There's something that the Holy Spirit of God is revealing to me and I need to pray and I need to verify. I need to get that three-way handshake 
Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I need to get plugged in. And no, he says, will Saul come just as your servant has heard? Amen. He heard it. He says, oh, Lord, God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come. He said, Lord, he said, man, I'm hearing it on my left and I'm hearing it on my right. I'm hearing it in the gossip mill. I'm hearing it in the rumor mill. But God, I'm before you right now. I lay aside the waste of the present pandemic situation. I lay aside the waste of, of the homeless crisis and the hunger crisis. I lay aside the rumor mills that of leadership and of presidents and of decisions. I lay them aside and I render my earnest praise and worship before you. I render unto you that you are the God of my salvation and I am your humble servant. Glory to God. David knew how to get the attention of God. He knew, he knew how to render and to get the things of God as he needed them and as he needed to do the things for the goodness of the people and the advantage of the people because David was coming to destroy, Saul was coming to destroy everything. And 12 says, and then David asked, will the men of Kilal surrender me? And my men to Saul, the Lord said, they will surrender you. Then David and his men, about 600, well, I said it was 400. It's about 600 now. And they increased. Amen. Arose and left Kilau. And they went wherever they could go. When Saul was told that David had escaped Kilau, he gave up the pursuit. Man, your enemy is pursuing you. He's pursuing the Philistines to, to drive them out of the land and in his inter-country. He got the king pursuing him to kill him because of his anointing. Have you ever been to the point where your anointing and flow is so true toward God to hate or see it and they want to come after you? This was the position of David. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Glory to the name of God. Glory to the word of God, David. Hallelujah, and it says here in 14, David stayed in the wilderness in strongholds in the hill country of the wilderness of Zip. Saul searched for him, but God did not hand David over to him. Glory to God. And so what am I saying here? Three times David inquired of the Lord. Glory, God, glory, God, glory, God, glory, God, glory, God. He inquired. And every time God gave him a plan for success and he, in the time of trouble, 
he shall hide me in his pavilion, in his secret place shall he hide me. And so David understood how to get a prayer through. He understood that he had to inquire of the Lord. He understood that he had to, on that third row, Round, he had to get the ephod from Abiatha, and he had to go into an intense place and inquire of the Lord. He wasn't afraid of, of what the people were saying. He wasn't afraid of the media news. He wasn't afraid of the alpha strand or the beta strand, whatever, of the COVID or of the jobless situation or circumstance. He went into the Lord of Lords. He went into the holies of holies. He inquired to the one that sits on the throne. He inquired to the one that has the cattle on the thousand hills. And so I render unto you on this day, David inquired of the Lord, and you need to inquire of the Lord in your situation right now, whatever it is that you're going through. The answer is not on my left, on my right, on my right, on my left, but the answer is up above. The one who has the cattle on a thousand hills. That's the word on today. God bless you. And I just want to pray right now and say it's to you, be blessed of the Lord. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the move of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that listeners are hearing Thus said the word, we thank you because people are being healed. The blind eyes are being recovered right now. That the arthritic uh, pain that you're dealing with or going through right now is, is reversing. And the doctors don't even understand it. Matter of fact, the medicine that you're on, hallelujah, your, your body's going to begin to reject it because that arthritic pain and, and God is reversing. He's restoring your body right now in the name of Jesus. There's one that has, hallelujah, kidney uh, that's being filtrated and, and you got to get the, uh, the, the, the system uh, going to clean it up. Hallelujah. But God, hallelujah, through the stripes of Jesus and his blood can reverse and it's reversing that condition right now. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for healing. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you online with yes and amen. Be blessed on today, David inquired of the Lord. We love you and stand with God. Hallelujah on today. Be blessed.